When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The election of 2020 being refought again. No, it was the challenge of the new Jack, Governor DeSantis. And all of a sudden, former President Donald Trump in Mar-a-Lago, right in Florida, where DeSantis is in charge, has taken great umbrage to the fact that DeSantis would even think of challenging him. And think about this. He crushed his opponent, Charlie Crist, for his re-election. He's term limited out. He can only run for two terms. But he crushed Charlie Crist, professional politician, had been governor's Democrat, had run as independent, and now was running, excuse me, as a Democrat now. He had been governor as Republican. So this is a guy who's been around for a long, long time and raised quite a bit of money, nowhere near as much as DeSantis. So DeSantis has momentum. Now, Trump takes the uh, attitude that I made you DeSantis And for the most part, he's right. DeSantis was an elected official up in what they call cattle country in the north of Florida, not down in the very populated south of Florida. And it was Trump who said, I'm choosing you to be the next governor versus the more traditional Republican. And DeSantis shot up in the polls, won the Republican primary, and just barely beat the Democrat challenger by a few thousand votes, who was the mayor at that time of Gainesville. But what DeSantis did was he established himself as the guy who defied Biden and Fauci about COVID restrictions. So he turned Florida into freedom land. Then he took on Disney World, which pretty much was like the Vatican. They had a rule unto themselves, even though they were in Florida, they were independent and autonomous. And then he took on the woke crowd. So three times up, three home runs. And then sending the illegal aliens from Texas at his own expense all the way up to Martha's Vineyard. And that completely upset the Democrat liberals and progressives who didn't want him in their backyard. They love the illegals, but not in my backyard as they sent him off to Nantucket. So here you have DeSantis. He's got momentum. But Trump knows he's got to stop all competition. And in the past, he's called names to his challengers, Lion Ted Cruz, right? And little Marco, little Marco Rubio. And in this way, he uh, created a nickname for DeSantis. He called him De Sanctimonious, which doesn't have any flow, didn't get any uh, ripple. And so now we're looking to see both of these battle. Old school Donald Trump versus the new Jack DeSantis. And it promises to get mean because Trump already said, as I mentioned before, hey, I know where all your bones are buried and who buried you. I know more about you. The only person who knows more about you, DeSantis, is your wife. And that's because she's your campaign manager. To me, that's a political threat. Knock it off, Trump. But then again, Trump is going to be Trump. Boy, we had quite a race for governor in New York State. You had Lee Zeldin, who put on 
a better race than I could ever have imagined. You got to understand, Lee Zeldin started out with so many negatives. A, he had to go through a grueling Republican primary, which tapped at a lot of his resources. He had to run against Andrew Giuliani. He had to run against Astorino and a guy named Wilson who kept dropping millions of dollars on his head. He survived all that to win the Republican primary, but then he had to start from scratch. It's like Humpty Dumpty fell off the wall. Humpty Dumpty took a great fall. Humpty Dumpty had to be put back together by all the Republicans again so he could run against the incumbent, Crime wave Kathy Hochul, who had taken over for the Udisgrazia, Governor Cuomo, who had an exit stage left. But Kathy Crime wave Hochul did a tremendous favor to DeSantis. She decided to play prevent defense. She did not decide to get aggressive about running for election. And she would have become the first woman ever to be actually elected governor of the state of New York. So she was just breezing along. Meantime, DeSantis was able to flick off the fact that he was pro-life, flick off the fact that he had signed the paperwork that did not acknowledge the election of Trump versus Joe Biden, and the fact that January 6th had taken place, a threat to our democracy. He was able to flick all that off like dandruff and then focus on the one problem that was consuming the thought process of most New Yorkers from Buffalo to Brooklyn. That was crime. Crime in the streets, crime in the subways, crime in the schools, crime in the parks, crime in the suburbs, crime in the inner city. And he himself had been victimized by crime in Monroe Township, right outside of Rochester, where a veteran, emotionally disturbed, tried to cut Lee Zeldin's jugular while he was talking. And then more recently, a drive-by shooting right outside of his house by blood gang members in bucolic Shirley in Suffolk County. That's like leave it to Beaverland, father knows best, little house on the prairie. So the crime issue was like really pushing him to the forefront. The only problem is, I think he crested a little too early, about 10 days too early. 10 days ago, the Democrats woke up. And all of a sudden, I saw their workers out in the streets like Busy bees giving out palm cards, union people out there in front of the subway stations, going into the projects, knocking on doors, trying to get people to vote because their route to victory for Hochul was the black vote. And they were able to get it out in the waning days of the campaign. So they won Erie County, which Pataki had won against uh, Cuomo in 94. They had to win Erie County. Hochul won Westchester, which... Zeldin had to win like Pataki won it against Cuomo in 94. They overwhelmingly won Manhattan and Brooklyn, and that's the uh, vote count that guaranteed the loss. Although, final tally was about five to six points. So Lee Zeldin did an outstanding job. Unfortunately, Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb is going to go on her way, and it's going to be more chaos, more crime, led by her very dear friend in arms, Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan in New York City. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at (laughs) beatthestigma.org. 
Oz versus Fetterman. I mean, you look at Dr. Oz and you figure he's a smooth operator. He's a doctor. He was a TV star. He was made by Oprah Winfrey, who gave him his opportunity to have his own show after many appearances in the afternoon syndicated Oprah Winfrey show. Just like Dr. Phil, who is from Texas. Dr. Phil's a shrink. Dr. Oz is an actual doctor who does operations. So you would have thought he would have had a tremendous advantage against a guy who rarely wore a, a suit. He was always generally wearing a hoodie. And that was Fetterman. And then all of a sudden, as lieutenant government, Fetterman wins the Democratic primary, but right after he had a massive stroke, a stroke that impaired him severely. And then all of a sudden, they had a debate, and Fetterman, only allowed for one debate, was not ready for prime time. Oh, boy, he was stumbling and fumbling. And yet, right after the debate, Democrats around the country poured $2 million into his campaign because they sensed that Dr. Oz was a weak candidate. Why was he a weak candidate? He was a carpetbagger. He was from New Jersey. He didn't seem to understand any of the cultural ways of the people of Pennsylvania. Not in the east, not in the center, near Harrisburg, nor in the west near Pittsburgh. And he appeared oftentimes to be obstinate, uh, pretentious, a know-it-all, didn't fit the culture of Pennsylvania, which is a blue-collar working class area. And the Republicans have been able to attract blue-collar working class areas. The Democrats have been able to uh, attract more of the college-educated of late. He would have been the perfect Democrat. But he was running against, well, Fetterman, who turned out to be like uh, Lurch. Remember, you rang... Almost like Frankenstein. He was so stymied in his ability to speak. But the Democrats sensed victory because they knew that Dr. Oz, anointed by Donald Trump, was a very weak candidate. So who did they send in wave after wave? They sent in Barack Obama. They sent in Joe Biden. You know, Scranton Joe Biden. They sent in Bill Clinton. They sent in Giggles Harris, hey, the vice president. They sent in Hillary Rodham Clinton. They sent in every named Democrat to try to save the candidacy of Fetterman. And lo and behold, in the waning moments of last night, Fetterman surprised himself and won the U.S. Senate seat in Pennsylvania. And you have to say to yourself, did he win the seat or did Oz, in his pretentious, obstinate way, lose it? Oz lost it. Fetterman did not win it. Well, 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 look at this. Ho, 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 ho. We got a runoff coming on. Now, Warnock is running against Herschel Walker, an institution. Everybody knows Herschel. Herschel, great back out of Georgia, Georgia Bulldog. Georgia is in the run to be the national champions now that Alabama has had a really bad season for the very first time. But Georgia is on its way to a national championship, which would almost coincide with that point when this runoff takes place. Now you have Warnock here. Warnock was a, a preacher man. You know, obviously is a good talker, but I don't know if he relates that well to average people in Georgia. He relates more to the elite, the educated. And from his bully pulpit, he obviously has a large black following. Now, Herschel on the other side, well, he's a football institution. 
And in football crazy Georgia, folks, older folks love him. And the white evangelicals love him. The football fans love him. So it's been neck and neck. Warnock barely won the primary. Herschel was right behind him. But you have a libertarian candidate who has two percentage of the votes. Now, they're going to have a runoff in December. One of these candidates has to get more than 50%. Now, if I added the 2% of the libertarians to Herschel Walker's vote, boom, then he would have won. And it's likely that libertarians are more bound to Republicans than they would be to big government Democrats. But, again, they're going to have to run the cycle. They're so low now. The whole country, the whole world will be watching. Big players will be pouring millions of dollars in this race because as this race go, could go the control of the Senate. That means if Warnock wins, oh, my God, the schmuck to putz Chuck E. Cheese Schumer will be the majority leader. Oh, that is a shanda. But if Herschel Walker wins, that means Mitch McConnell, who loves to swim in bourbon all day, he'll be the majority leader. Pick your poison, ladies and gentlemen.